Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Today I'd like to talk about uh, this Bankshire financial collapse or uh, a collapse a few weeks ago and and how there's uh, last week we came out with uh, another company came out and it's looking at uh, having an acquisition by Bendo, Bendigo and Adelaide Bank and it's a warnable based company called Southern Financial Group. Now this regional firm is uh, subject to a $290 million acquisition by Bendigo and Adelaide Bank um, and partly they've actually frozen their assets or frozen the assets so the people that uh, have bought their debentures are in this company, similar to what Bankshire did. What, what uh, For those of you who don't know, Bankshire Financial was you know, obviously around Victoria. What they would do is offer high interest rates to people to invest in their debentures um, and, and then they would lend their money out from those debentures and they'd lend it out to into the building industry for construction, etc., etc. And that's how they did it. Now, the problem is, is with that is what we found was with banks here and, and as reported uh, through the media is a lot of people were putting quite a bit of their own money in it and, and for some people they were putting all of their money into this banks here. Now, I'm not saying this warnable base group uh, being Southern Finance Group is actually in trouble, but it looks quite interesting when you're looking at, looking at the figures. I mean, this Southern Financial, they provide, you know, things like home lending, financing for equipment and plants, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And it uses, again, as I said, it uses debentures. And these debentures, and people look at this word debenture and they go, oh, look, you know, I can get 9% where the bank or Westpac or National Bank or Commonwealth or ANZ are only offering me 3 or 4%. I can go over here and get 9% in this debenture. Now, it sounds like it's a secure investment, but it's not. It's not capital guaranteed. Because remember in Australia, if it's in a bank, then you're, then you're subject to the guarantees that the federal government places on their deposits, where these sorts of companies you're not. So to me, it puts it into the higher risk category of investment. So whilst it is a form of cash product, a lot of people need to look at it. And, uh, and I was only chatting about this the other day with somebody from the industry about what people look for at investment. And basically, what it really boils down to is how much money you're going to make for me. And that's what we find a lot of people do is they go, oh, well, you've made X percent last year, so I'll give you my money. So, um, you know, I can only get 3 or 4% in the bank or 5% in the bank. If you offer me 10, I'm going to go with you. And people don't read the fine print. They don't, most people don't even read the prospectuses properly. They don't read all the information documents. They don't read the brochures properly. And, I, and I'd be talking about somewhere in the vicinity to 90, 95% of people don't really investigate their investments properly. And even though we see all these things on the TV, we see ASIC come out with statements all the time, there's um, information in newspapers, people don't do their due diligence. And it's quite interesting, it's like I was at, uh, in my book, How to Beat the Managed Funds, I talk about um, being at this seminar by this uh, financial planning company, and I was in the audience there for having to, to actually watch it. And they were promoting uh, many, many years ago to invest in overseas shares. And they brought up a table of the Australian share market, the All Orders Index, versus the US market and saying, well, you should be investing money into the US because, you know, it has runs of 50% and 60% in a year, etc. And I was looking at this table and it's saying, they're saying, well, you know, Australia only goes up 13, 14% etc. So go and invest overseas. And I thought, well, that's an interesting argument, but what's the reality? And so by by looking at these larger returns, people will be more attractive to go to the US and, and invest money into managed funds that invest in the US. But when I went home, I actually you know, opened up a spreadsheet and said, okay, well, 
let's assume I put some money into both the Australian market and the US market at the same time using exactly their same figures and, and all this information's in my book. Um, it worked out that over that 10-year period, you would have made more money in the Australian market than in the US market. And it's simply because one of my catchphrases as people that do listen to some of these podcasts and, and have done my courses, etc., they know, to me, it's what you do not lose that determines how much you make. And what the problem was with the American market, when you lose, you lose big. Um, but when you gain, it, it, it gains big. But if you lose 50%, you've got to make 100% to break even. Whereas if you only lose 10, you've only got to make 11 to break even. And that's why the Australian share market outperforms all other world markets. And it was a research, and I've quoted this in my book as well, that the Australian share market outperforms up until you 2001, 2002. The Australian market had outperformed all other world markets for over the last 100 years, simply because we're not as volatile. So when you're looking at investment, you need to really look at what the investment is. So sometimes the return doesn't give you the end result. Or so, for example, if something is 20% this year, it may be minus 30% next year. Just because it made 20% this year doesn't mean it'll do it next year. And sometimes you're better off going for something that's a slightly lower return so that you've got rest, less risk and less volatility. And that's really an critical thing that, that people need to be aware of. And as I said, a lot of people won't look at their investments that way. And, and I don't know how many times people come up to me and said, oh, well, your figures for you when you're managing the portfolio says X, you know, you're going to guarantee me X? And the answer is absolutely not. Nobody can guarantee any sort of firm t- type of money unless it's a bank turned deposit where you've got a capital guaranteed product. When you've got something that's working on a, on, on a market such as the share market, you do the best you possibly can and trying to get the best returns you can for people, but they're going to be swings and roundabouts. And the interesting thing is the consumer or the average consumer out there is probably their own worst enemy when it comes to looking at returns is they look quite often look very, very short term. And then what they're doing is, is you know, that's why they look and then they go, oh, well, you didn't perform last year, so I'm going to move over to this investment that did perform last year. But the chances are, or the statistics are, that the best performing asset last year is not necessarily the best performing one this year. So quite often they're chasing the return and the old adage, the investors buy at the top and sell at the bottom, is absolutely correct. And I'll leave those thoughts with you just because they are quite important and they're quite simple. Uh, and as I said, they are really simple thoughts. Is that, you know, If you've got the best performing managed fund last year, doesn't mean you should be investing in that. Generally means that they're probably the only one, there's only one way, down, one way and that's probably down. To me, it's almost look for the worst performing managed fund last year because the only one way is up. And to me, we often get, uh, that's why the marketing works. It's all of this sensationalist marketing and the managed fund saying, oh, we were the best managed fund last year, so come and join us. Um, and to, to me, the horse is already bolted there. So to me, it's about looking at what's the next opportunity moving forward. So what's the next opportunity for next year? Where's the opportunity going to come next year? And, and I really much think it's going to be the Australian share market's going to do quite well in the next year or so. Um, but to me we need to be looking at that and people need to spend a little bit more time looking at their investments, reading the fine print from these companies and saying, well, where is my money and practice proper money management. Um, If I was looking at these banks here or this other finance group and saying, okay, I've got $100,000, how much would I give them? I'd only be giving them 10% of my money maximum. Um, Whereas we've seen stories of people giving their whole family savings and 
uh, with this banks here and now that it's all gone basically or they may, they're not sure how much they might actually get back out of all of that and to me that's just a, a sign of poor financial management on any on anybody's part so, um, so they'd be very very careful read the fine print understand what you're doing making sure that if you do have an investment make sure you know the risks that are associated with that as I said I'll leave you with all of that hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast I'm Dale Gillam the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within you've been listening to Talking Wealth take care and have a great week Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investments,